Greetings and welcome to this episode of The Profit in the Nonprofit, where you will discover what it takes to start, build, and fund your nonprofit. Today's show is all about money talks. And I'm so excited uh, about my guest today. It's going to be real good, y'all. So let me introduce our guest. She is Amira Scott who is the Chief Accounting Strategist of Mindful Cash Flow LLC, who helps entrepreneurs and small business owners to build a solid financial foundation. Amira has a successful 20-year career as a staff accountant and senior accountant serving the corporate, government, small business, and nonprofit industries. She has three children and makes self-care a priority. She is also available for financial analysis and private consultation. Welcome, Amira. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm excited. I am. I am too. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Okay. You said you, you started out by saying I am good. I know I, I, I gave two things in there because I am excited. <laughs> I really am yes, excited I to have this conversation. <laughs> Yes. yes, this is exciting to me. I love this. So I'm ready. Yes, I know. <laughs> I know. So listen, I want to start out um, right in the beginning because I'm always talking about the why um, with nonprofits, always wanting to, 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 to remind them that their why is important, but the why to me translates into everything. So why is creating a budget, especially if you are a new nonprofit, so important in the very beginning? Wow, that's a, that's a loaded question. The purpose of the budget, I kind of liken it to your own personal budget um, in your own personal life, in your household. You go by a budget. Well, you should go by a budget to know um, the money coming in, but mainly the expenses going out to meet the needs of the household and the family. Likewise, with a nonprofit, you need to know with the money that's coming in, but more so the money that's going out. So if you have a program or a project that you're working on, if you don't know all of the costs that are involved, um, and we can go into operating costs and program costs, um, if you don't know or have an idea of what that looks like, then when it comes to even asking for money or if you have sponsorships that come in and they want to know, okay, what is this money going to be used for? And you don't have maybe like a solid foundation or a plan to show them that could hinder you from being possibly getting a grant or something. So a budget, I, I see that as a foundation of your nonprofit and to take the stress out of it you can liken it to your personal budget. Now, if you have stress about your personal budget, then that's another podcast. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it's, it's, it's in that similarity. Um, and that's why you have to have a budget. So uh, I'm going to actually even um, go further with that because I, so I, previously I talked about, or oh, well, in an upcoming podcast talk about a 501c3 and the importance, you know, of a longer short form that is an upcoming podcast, mm -hmm. guys. But my question is, you know, in the short form, they don't particularly ask you to do a budget. Like people can just check off some boxes and, you know, send it in and say, I have, uh, you know, I wanted to start a nonprofit. In the long form, they ask you for an operational budget. Mm 
So do you think that it is detrimental? (laughs) I mean, really, when you are creating this nonprofit to not have a budget, even if you're doing the short form? Yes, I think it is detrimental uh, because it leaves you open for... um, it leaves you open for disaster, honestly, um, because if you don't have a budget, if you don't have something in your mind, if you don't have something written down on a piece of paper, on an Excel spreadsheet, on a napkin, it doesn't matter. If you don't have that solid foundation, you can go awry. I mean, I can give mm-hmm. so many examples of if you don't have a budget and if you don't have that foresight, that even if let's say you do get the money on and with just submitting the short form, you can get the 501c3 classification and you can start getting money. But there are grants and foundations out there who require for you to submit a report every month, every quarter, every year on your spending. And a lot of times they will ask to see your budget, mm-hmm. whether it's an operational or project. Um, so I feel as though if you do the long form, you're going to have to do the budget anyway. And I know it may be time consuming and, you know, kind of like a dundrum, but I suggest to do the long form because you're going to need the budget anyway. And Mm -hmm. why not have that up front to solidify yourself to show that, Hey, I'm prepared for this. I don't just want your money, but I'm prepared for when you do grant me the money or, or however it goes that this is what I'm going to use it for. You can trust me because I've put time and effort into making sure that I know exactly what I need, how much I need and what's going to go for, you know, the operational or the program side of it. So I go for the long form. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. I mean, I, I always encourage the long form because you are, it, it can be cumbersome, but when it's done, it is definitely done. So you, are, you already alluded to, the, um, an operational budget and a program budget. What's the difference between the two? Operational budget is, if you think about it from, so let's go back. You have nonprofit and you have corporate. Corporate, you have what they may call like an operational budget. And what that basically is, is your overhead costs. You got to pay for rent, water, utilities, um, Wi-Fi or internet, um, different things like that that go into the operation of your business. So same thing for a nonprofit. You still have to pay for the same things. It's just how you classify it on your taxes. So the operational budget is before we even get a program, what does it take to run this business? We got to have a place, you know, a, a business building or someplace. And what are those costs? And once again, just like with your personal budget, what are the costs of maintaining your home? You have your mortgage, you have your utilities, mm-hmm. you have every, it's the same thing on the business side. So that is your operational budget. The program budget is specific to the program. Um, will you need to hire uh, SMEs? Will you need to, I don't know, provide transportation mm-hmm. for attendees to the program? Will you need to provide food? Will you need to provide supplies? Those are somewhat of your, I'm sorry, your program, programmatic budget items. So those are the, some of the differences between the two. Right. And so 
because I get this all the time when people talk about staff, right? And mm-hmm. I always say, and you can, you know, correct me if, you know, if I'm wrong, but I always say that depending, if you have program staff specific to the program, then they are definitely included in your uh, program budget. But when it comes to operations, there are certain staff, like for instance, the executive director or mm-hmm. her admin assistant or mm-hmm. you know, uh, the development director, they would not necessarily be included in your program, right? Because they are considered operational. Correct. That is correct. Um, your staff, just like you alluded to, your staff is your your executive director, people on your executive team. Um, you can even go as far as your HR coordinator, your mm-hmm. accounting or bookkeeper, like you said, your admin, your IT guy. Um, it could be those type of people, just like on the corporate side, you know, you have those core people, business development, things like that. That's your, um, that's your under your operational budget. But if for the, on the program side, like I said, you may have a subject matter ex- expert that come in specifically to do a workshop to, I don't know, um, like I said, provide transportation so you mm-hmm. have a driver or you may need to hire a chef or whatever the case may be, someone who may be teaching yoga right. or whatever. Those are built into the budget for the program. Yeah, and I just want to, I mean, I, I really wanted you to make that very clear because I, I've seen where people do confuse the two mm-hmm. where the executive director is also get, getting paid from the operationals budget, but then also getting paid from the program budget right and yeah, i always tell you can't people, do that right it's, and the only way i uh, that we i've seen where that's possible is if he or she is giving a certain percentage of time to that program and then you can yes. only like if it's t- what well, i don't know if it's um 10 hours if you will you they can only uh take 10 hours out of the program budget to pay the executive director, yeah. not the full 100 because you're not there all the time. So yeah, Correct. and I just want to make that clear. And <laughs> Yeah, and the key is making sure that it's built in, you know, so that right. there is no, um, there's no mishaps, no, oh, I thought, or left up to interpretation. No, the operational budget says this, 90% maybe, and the program budget says 10% of your time. Like right. you have to have that in writing and distinguished. Thank you for that. Cause I do get that all the time. So um, I'm gonna, this is gonna be a two part question um, before we go to break. So you can answer the first part first and then we will probably answer the second part when we come back from break. But how important is it to have a finance person on the board? Wow. <laughs> Meaning one that who, who, okay, so the board of directors doesn't get paid. So I just want to put that out there, right? But how important is it to have somebody, not a treasurer, because you know, when people think of treasurer, they mm-hmm. think of somebody counting money in the church. Just no shade. That's <laughs> <laughs> not the same thing, right? No, it's not. <laughs> so how important is it? It is extremely important. Um, I would suggest that that is one of the first investments that you make on the operational side is to have, you actually, you need to have a CPA and an accountant. Now, how broad that goes, because you can get into terms like CPA, 
a controller, staff accountant, accountant, bookkeeper. Like it just depends on, you know, how your, your business is set up. But at minimum, you need to have a CPA and an accountant slash bookkeeper just off the cuff. Now, there are places in, in businesses that offer um, part-time CPA services and maybe full-time accounting slash bookkeeper services. But you have, and the distinction is, because a lot of people get this confused. Well, what is that? Like, I don't know what the difference between those things are. The accountant bookkeeper is the one who's the date, who does the day-to-day um, accounting duties, um, right. reconciling your bank account, things like that. The CPA or the CFO or whatever is not going to do that. They come from an aspect of like, um, a, like a 30,000 foot and they're coming in to see like how the business finances is set up to give direction to the accountant or bookkeeper and how to structure the finances and things like that. And we could go on and on about that, but for, to answer your question, yes, you need to have both. Okay, so on that note, we're going to um, take a commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to continue this conversation because I have a part two to that, <laughs> to <Okay>. your answer, <laughs> part two to that okay. question. So we'll be right back. Hey, this is Cindy Chalilene, and I'm so excited to share with you my international podcast, Perfect Timing, that will be broadcasting on Mondays at 2 p.m. through Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and so much more. We will have outstanding guests that will talk about their passions, goals, and dreams. Make sure you tune in and have a seat at the table where we will create a voice for us every Monday at 2 p.m. This is Cindy Collins of Perfect Timing. start a nonprofit and don't know where to begin or are you a nonprofit owner who's looking for funding greetings I am Sandra Cheney and I have over 20 years of experience helping nonprofits either find funding or helping you to create your nonprofit schedule a free 25-minute consultation with me Sandra Cheney a nonprofit consultant and funding strategist you may contact me at www.sondracheney.com. Click on coaching and you'll see nonprofit strategists. I'll look forward to seeing you soon. Well, thank you and welcome back. Um, and thank you for tuning in. We are talking to Amira Scott, who is the Chief Accounting Strategist of Mindful Cash Flow. And we're talking about money talks. And so, Amira, I want to, uh, you talked about having a CPA slash bookkeeper. So, some people may have somebody on their board who, understands budgets and may not necessarily be a CPA, but they do understand budgets. However, 
should you have a CPA accountant in your nonprofit, you, meaning working not just on the board, but also in your nonprofit? Or does yeah. it really matter whether you should have a bookkeeper or not? Like, because some people say, well, a CPA, I don't need them all the time, but for day-to-day stuff, what would you suggest? Yes. For t- the day-to-day stuff, that's where the accountant slash bookkeeper comes into play. Um, some people call them a staff accountant. Um, just like, it just depends on how your business is set up. That's the day-to-day. Some people even call that a controller. Yeah. The okay. CPA or CFO, so to speak, that's like the higher level um, who will go over, let's say, reports and see how the finances are structured and check to make sure that the finances are being reported in a way that is um, accountable to the IRS when tax time comes and making sure that everything is, is in order. When it comes to someone on the board, okay, the the board, the treasurer of the board needs to have some type of financial or accounting background or expertise. They might not be in the trenches of it, but let's say you have a board meeting because in board meetings, you have to present the finances and the financial reports. That's what the CFO would do, not the accountant or the bookkeeper. The CP side, the mm. CPA, CFO, whoever you have, you know, that's doing the day to day, they will present the finances, financial reports to the board. The treasurer should be able to look at the report and to see if something is off, agree with it, ask questions mm-hmm. and things like that from a financial perspective. If your treasurer does not have that mindset, <laughs> you need to be <laughs> <the> treasurer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah see that was gonna be my third question see okay I, I was gonna say well, no but that's good though because um I, I was gonna say how important um is this person on your board like what what are their responsibilities as it com- relates to the accounting because when I look at the board the board has governance over the nonprofit, yeah. so they're overseeing what you're doing yeah. so, so how important gonna- is with that finance person because they're overseeing they are. And so what, okay, so what's going to happen is, let's just say, and we've seen this before, the nonprofit gets audited. The first group of people that the auditors are going to go to is the board. And then they're going to go to the executive director and the treasurer. If those two people don't have an understanding as to what's going on, then there are many red flags. So they're going to start with those two people first and then trickle down to the CFO or the CPA that you have. And then if that doesn't get it, then they're going to start Mm. asking questions to the accountant and the bookkeeper who has more of an intimate knowledge. So you have to have that flow. And if the executive director or the treasurer appears that they don't know, like I said, that's, that's caused with so many red flags and you could potentially stop getting funding because they need to do an internal investigation at this point. It goes beyond an audit. They want to oh, know what's yeah. going on. <laughs> so you have to have someone that knows what they're talking about, that, that understands what's going on in the business. You know, it's funny, but you bring up something. I remember working um, at a nonprofit some time ago, and I remember going through some, I wasn't, I actually had left the nonprofit by this point, but I remember 
uh, a situation that arose where numbers did not connect. Like there was something off, you know, with the budget. There was something mm-hmm. off with the budget and what was in the bank account. And when mm-hmm. it, you know, when it got to the board and they get I mean, to, the, to the CPA, like you said, and all these other things, there was a huge disconnect with what they was reporting and what was in the bank account. And they did an internal investigation where the board had to release everybody so that they could mm. save the nonprofit because the numbers, the, the, what the bookkeeper had, what uh, the executive director was reporting to the board and what the finance guy or the person on the board was seeing was way off. And they had to do an internal investigation wow. and it, they, it, everybody there ended up losing their job because they had to start fresh. Otherwise, the nonprofit was going to lose their funders. They were going to lose everything. So to your point, <laughs> to your point, yeah. whoever's on the board, um, they have to beware yeah. of, of, you know, of, of what's happening and make sure because you're overseeing this. You don't want to yeah. close doors because when you close a door to a nonprofit, it hurts the community. It does. And, and you have, have to have that. the right people. You have to yeah. have the right fine, you know, people on you, but they have to understand finance. And, and even though I said, you know, it can't be somebody who counts money in the church. And while I was joking, I really wasn't joking because I know that people <laughs> mm-hmm. see that as the same because people think when they say treasurer, they think it's somebody who's going to be collecting money. Yeah. I've heard that. And, and, and it's like, it's not really a treasurer. I don't know what another title would be for a board member on the board, but it's really not a treasurer. It really is somebody who understands finance, who understands budgets, yeah. who, who can oversee and make sure that the, the checks and balances are in place. Because as yes. you said, it's how you do your books at the end uh, of the year or at the yep. end of the quarter that really um, will help you keep the funding. Yep. So um, I want to know, so the executive director obviously could, could either be the founder if it's somebody new or, you know, somebody who's been around for a while and, you know, really they, they, they were hired by the board. How important are they to the operations of the organization? <laughs> They're extremely <laughs> important. Um, when you become an executive director, although the title is very catchy and it's very nice and, oh, I'm the executive director of such and such nonprofit, that is very wonderful. <laughs> but that bears a lot of responsibility. You mm. now become owner of the entire organization, meaning if anything happens, the first person that they're going to ask is you. And if you don't know what's going on, even on the operational side, that is major Ooh. red flags. And I was a part of a nonprofit who unfortunately had to close its doors um, for After several how many reasons. years? No, nope. how many years were they in business? I mean, around? Uh, five, I believe. Mm-hmm. Five um, with several million dollars of a grant. Mm-hmm. And it basically came down to when the doors had to be closed and people were being phased out and things that the major grant funder was a government entity 
and they started seeing some things that they should not have seen. So they stopped funding, which hurt everything. It hurt the operation. It hurt programs. It hurt a lot. And it honestly got to the point because I was the um, staff account. It got to the point where it was something as simple as, well, you know, you're paying for the Comcast bill, you know, for the Wi-Fi and things like that. And just information about that. And the executive director had no idea. She had no clue. She knew nothing. And she kind of went in panic mode because at this point, the people who handled that, the IT people, whatever, they were let go. And so everything in the closing of the, the organization had to be on her shoulders. And she knew nothing about that mm. operational piece. So she was in panic mode. And, and I know that may sound small. Oh, it was just Comcast bill or whatever. No, she needed to know. So that's what I'm saying is the executive director may seem micromanaging. It's not. They need to know every intricate detail part of the organization. Just like if you are in your home, you know every intricate detail part of your home. If that's your home is your business and you're paying the bills, you know every single part of it. The wow. same thing with the nonprofit. You have to know. You might not touch it, but you should know it. And I always give this example of, like, it's almost a similarity. That's why Oprah signs her checks. Mm-hmm. Like, she may not, she has a billion-dollar industry, right? She's not going to be in the day-to-day of all the intricate parts. But I can almost imagine that if she signs her checks, she may know what's going on operational. You can't just leave it up to so-and-so. How many times have we seen in the news, oh, I let my accountant do it. Oh, I let my such and such do it. But you're the right. one that ends up going to jail, <laughs> you know, because right. the people who were working for you, they're long gone and now everything is on you. Wow. Yeah, you said a mouthful. <laughs> and, I mean, and we are actually running out of time, people, but okay. don't fret. <laughs> don't fret though, because we're going to bring her back for a part two. However, I, I I don't want to end it right there, but I have to, guys. I'm sorry. Just, just but just understand the importance of ha- of the executive director. Understand the importance of having an operational budget and a program budget. These things are important. So, Amira, before we go, I want you to tell the audience how they can connect with you. Sure, absolutely. You can send me an email at info at mindful cash flow m-i-n-d-f-u-l-c-a-s-h-f-l-o info at mindfulcashflow.com um and i can answer any questions that you may have so listen guys i want to thank you for listening to this episode we will be back with amira scott Um, So thank you uh, for chiming in. If you are interested in receiving a free 25-minute consultation with me, you can visit my website at www.sandrachaney.com. And remember this, an inspired and successful nonprofit leader is a leader who remembers their why and works from the inside out because it is truly an inside job. Thank you, and we will be back. 